Mr. Dr. Good morning. How are you? I'm doing pretty well. It's uh, it's 8 a.m. where I am at. I'm on the West Coast today. Feeling a little bit scratchy from the uh, poor air quality out here. <laughs> oh, yeah. That's that's a little rough. We joked about the wildfires a little bit last time. Yeah. The, you know. Yep. Well, it's been a week, so I've, I've forgotten everything because that's what I do. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah course but yeah there's uh there's no fires near me but it's just it's the central valley so it's kind of just pools in this part of the state man yeah i lived here for most of my life until moving a few years ago and you don't really realize what you're breathing in until you get out and then you come back you know it's pretty crazy yeah i have a friend that lives in china and it's like like some of the cities are so bad there it's like you have to move basically right yep that's rough yeah so so um what's going on in the world of business and software and yeah well so i shipped a a new revamp to the homepage this week got some love on twitter for that i saw the screenshot but i actually didn't i didn't know you actually shipped it to the shipped it live yeah so i teased it and then probably in hindsight it would have been better to just like screenshot it after i pushed it live i was just thinking about like seeing the spike of traffic come in after people kind of sharing it around and you know when they hit the website of course they see the old one and that's not what i (laughs) that's ideally not what i wanted so it got shared around for a little while and then it got like retweeted by someone with an even more substantial following than than the previous retweets and i was like uh forget it i'm just gonna push this live (laughs) because it was close enough anyways Uh, it looks good thanks so good dude yeah. Uh, also, it seems like there's um, there's a future promise in here. Yeah. So teasing a little something. I did tease a little something. Um, it's been, I mean, I've been kind of toying around with like what's the next thing to add into the toolkit, and so I I have a coming soon on payments basically as the the next the next thing to add, and I know plenty of people who have used WordPress plugins, for example, to install simple payment buttons for one-off products they sell or whatever taking pre-sales this is kind of analogous to that and i think the value is pretty value delivery is pretty clear since you can kind of translate it to to dollars so i like that aspect of it still planning to do another round of kind of customer development calls which i'm kind of entering into that phase now coming out of my my stint of feature development from the past couple of weeks so yeah there's still more more for me to learn and stuff but i feel at least confident enough to tease it you know that that Mm -hmm. could be the next thing yeah it seems interesting i mean you and i have talked for sure in the past about how there is still a pretty big gap between like you have stripe and you want to charge money and there's actually quite a bit of work in between those things even though stripe is great it's like there's and i could see especially if you have a static site there's it's even it's even greater Mm -hmm. i was reacquainting myself again with um kind of stripes docs yesterday um just doing some planning work and they actually just revamped their doc site again like it was it was different when i looked at it yesterday from a couple days prior i believe so i think it was a very fresh update they kind of delineate between client side only integrations and then client side that also requires server side and the things you can do with the client side only is extremely limited so like you can put a checkout button but you can only put certain line items on there and you can't you can't attach to existing customers and there's all kinds of like limitations around it and anything else you want to do beyond that you have to implement basically a a server side part to initiate a 
a checkout session, I think they call it. That's basically, I think, where I see Static Kit falling, you know, serving that role of the of the the server side for doing basically whatever you want. So, you, so you give Static Kit some Stripe keys, and then it can handle the server side initiation part for you. Hopefully, make it as smooth as like just a client side only type of setup. You know, cool. Yeah, that sounds interesting. We we're using that right now the checkout stuff so and it's still a little tricky i feel like one of the, the like i guess the dangers here is that like stripe will tend to build towards you potentially yeah yeah um, but it'll be interesting to see if there's like a, a lasting kind of gap there that you can make more seamless mm-hmm. i think another interesting part of this too is um you know kind of doubling down on the the declarative configuration thing that that i have so i've been kind of prototyping what the like setting up products side of it might look like so i think stripe has their api you can make api calls to create products and you can click around in their dashboard to create products but um, kind of in line with the way static gets configured i'm looking at like being able to put a payments object in your configuration and say under my um, this account, I want these products with these SKUs with these prices. And anytime I deploy, it just ensures that what's in Stripe matches what's in my config file. And then I can, you know, wire things up by the by the identifier that I use in my config file. So if I call this blue T-shirt, then I can just say this is a checkout button for blue T-shirt. And I don't have to worry about taking the, the raw product IDs out of Stripe. So just kind of a, a convenience layer that that kind of marries the the part that declares like what products should exist in Stripe and then on the client side, what things should be attached to those products. Are you expecting that this is sort of like an e-commerce thing as opposed to like a Stripe or like a SaaS pricing page? Kind no, of thing? no, I don't think so. I mean, it's still kind of a generic convenience layer for wiring up. If you're building a full e-commerce site, you probably don't want to do all this manually. There's better platforms to do that. There's Shopify and WooCommerce and all those. And then there's, um, I think there are some specific products in the static site realm that are kind of geared towards building out a whole like e-commerce setup. So this is, I think, more for, yeah, kind of one-off sales or kicking off um, subscriptions, you know, for SaaS marketing sites or something. Mm -hmm. Cool. Do you feel good having a sort of next thing to shoot for? I think so, yeah. I'm eager to have more conversations with folks because I have felt like a little bit in, um, you know, lacking that the last couple of weeks. And so I think that'll really, that'll help out as well. So yeah, I'll put out a call on here too. If anybody, if you're building, you know, static sites, work with static sites, I want to talk to you and I have a Calendly link. I can link it up in the show notes, 20 minute chat and it helps me out a ton. So yeah, I've emailed the lists, put out the call on Twitter and getting some calls booked. So great nice yeah Yeah. cool what's uh what's new with you we just announced a feature we actually shipped it a day or two ago uh, but we just announced it uh, which is something people have asked us for a good amount so i'm pretty excited about which is uh, the ability to start a tuple session without sharing your screen so you can start it if you want just audio or audio plus webcam and then you can add or remove either side can add or remove their screen at will which I'm pretty psyched about. I think it actually increases the utility quite a bit. Are you expecting people to kind of start using it for just like one-off audio chats and stuff and not necessarily pairing? You know, they might. I can't yeah. stop them. Mm-hmm. <laughs> the best pitch for this to me was like 
sometimes you start a pairing session or you know you're going to pair with someone, but you don't know who's going to drive yet. And so it's nice to just talk for a little bit and then be like, okay, you want to drive? All right, fine. Let's do that. And then you, you share and then you're on your, on your way. It still serves the pairing purpose to me. It, it makes it better for pairing. Uh, it also, I think, makes it more generally useful. So it's kind of a, a nice win-win there. Uh, but that we sort of backed into it from the pairing direction, I think. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can see that reducing kind of the decision-making required up front. Like, mm-hmm. you don't have to decide whose screen is going to be the, the dominant one from the get-go. Makes sense. And, and then while you're pairing, you might say like, oh, you want to take five minutes and just like take a break? You don't want to disconnect the call, but you want to check your email or something. And so you can stop the screen sharing and you know do something. Look at your texts or whatever. Uh, so that's cool. I, that just announced it this morning. Uh, I'm curious to see if it does like what it does for usage, and also just generally kind of like product market fit. I suppose it definitely is a more of a step towards the you know we're slightly more generic communication tool, which has its pros and cons. Um, it's just like you know it's kind of a different thing, but no intention of changing the positioning just yet. It was um, a surprisingly hard lift, or perhaps surprising depends because it was one of those like core assumptions that was baked into the app there's a screen there's always a screen and you know someone will always start off by sharing the screen and uh it's just like oh guess what one of your core assumptions has been (laughs) upended yeah Um, yeah yeah well in in like the drip days it often involved like untangling a bunch of data model or something which i take it it's not quite the same for you but more like client-side code integration that expects the screen to be there or something yeah i mean i don't even fully know because i'm not in it um but i just i I know it was kind of hard um and i think actually so i've been thinking about this i I think it's actually fine like to me that's not even a symptom of like something went wrong or like we did the wrong thing because that assumption made the er earlier work easier yeah and so i think it actually kind of makes sense like yeah we're like hard coding in some assumptions because it makes this easier if if we succeed and want more flexibility later we will pay a price down the road but now we can pay that price because it, we can sort of see that it's worth it versus building the flexibility in from the start which is very tempting especially as a programmer like oh what if i, I want to make this just a generic thing that can connect any sort of things like you know it's this, i feel like this is a classic programmer trap it's nice to sort of realize like what you don't have to build and how you can save time until you have more time and more proof that it's worth doing it you know the more generic way yeah so that makes a lot of sense i actually did a couple calls with it uh yesterday with some customers and it was like it was a nice option to have it was nice to just be like i'm gonna start with the audio only and like oh like we're chatting for a little bit let me turn on my webcam and so they did that and like it was just it was good to have sort of unbundled sets of these communication primitives Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. you have audio only mode then webcam only mode and then screen sharing you have three those three are independent yeah so you can be have audio or be muted you can have a webcam or have it off and you can have screen share or not and like either side can can like add or remove those during a call at will and it's like i could be talking with you and then i'm sharing my screen i could stop you could start sharing your screen it might be a big deal i'm not sure we'll see uh so i talked last week about how we had a big burst in trials a decent chunk of that sort of bump when we emailed everyone and said hey we have a free trial thing uh, has been sort of moved through the the conversion point uh, and our trial conversion rate has gone down a bunch as expected so like this is like the cohort of people that like we're like i'm not willing to pay for the trial and then we give them the free trial and like we actually had a lot of cancellations where people would just say i tried the app i think it's awesome i just don't really have an, i don't really have a need for it right now like i'm not doing that much pairing but like i can't wait to try it in the future when i do 
we definitely got a lot of people that were just curious. Like they've been kind of following the journey. Maybe they listened to the podcast or they've been on the list for a long time um, or both. And they were like, just wanted to see it. And so they, they try it and they're like, it's cool. seems like you did a good job, but also bye. Yeah. No. And that is the trickiest part with doing I mean, free trials and especially freemium, which I, for better or worse, have on my product today. So it can be very difficult to know like, okay, I got 10 people signed up yesterday. How many of those people are actually uh, <laughs> here for the right reasons, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. So um, I'm sort of not reading too much into this particular cohort just because I know it's kind of a special case. So I don't feel like I really know what our conversion rate is going to be from the new free trial thing. So it's been something like 35% uh, over this like this cohort um, recently, but uh, not sure what it's going to look like later. So I don't know. I'm sort of not I'm trying to not worry about it. The good news is that the the rate of new trials is definitely up a lot still. It's not quite as high as before, but it's still high, much higher than, than it was when we had a charge for it. That seems positive, and I think I think that would be a net a net win for us. I think we basically settled on a pricing page design, and next week I'm going to be working with he who shall not be named because he comes up in every podcast <laughs> uh, to uh, build out uh, to convert it actually into you know Tailwind, nice uh, HTML and CSS. Finally sometime this month there will be like a proper you can sign up for tuple the way normal people sign up for normal apps most of the time <laughs> nice yeah so that might even i have a hunch that will even incre- uh, that'll increase the, the trial rate again hopefully yeah because what is reminding me what the flow looks like today they put their email address in and then you follow and, up with them, and then we immediately email them an invite okay okay but like not everyone gets sometimes it goes to spam sometimes you get distracted by this stuff in your inbox you know maybe you weren't interested after all or whatever so it's, it just it feels like oh it's an extra step where we, we can very easily lose you yeah versus like get going like here, here you go like click this thing and then click this thing and now you have a trial yeah yeah nice yeah so hopefully that will do good stuff mm-hmm, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah. Just another step towards growing up as a SaaS app. <laughs> yeah, it's going to be going to be a real thing. I think around that time, we're going to like say that we're 1.0. Mm-hmm. Um, so just kind of make that a, maybe try to make a little bit of a, of a big deal of it. Like you, it's now fully self-serve and we're 1.0 and hooray. The doors have been thrown open fully. Enjoy. Yeah. Make it a marketable event. Hope so. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's, the, that's the goal. Why not, right? Mm-hmm. Might as well. We're still having been on a product hunt, I think. Yeah. As far as I know. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> or or you know other sites like that mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so uh are you going to microconf this year i am yeah i am stoked that it is in my place of residence yeah you have to right you're basically required by law <laughs> yeah there's that too <laughs> but yeah are you going to go to starter or growth um i think i will definitely be around growth and i might be around starter as well i haven't decided yet Travel logistics are not a factor, and I think there's some Tiny Seed sponsorship of Tiny Seed cohort members too. So, I think there's very few reasons for me not to be around. I, I see. Think. Yeah, yeah, that makes sense. Yep. You know a guy that knows a guy. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Got a little pull inside the microconf community. Mm-hmm. Just a little. Well, that's nice. Yeah. I'm very glad to see it move out of uh, Vegas. Mm-hmm. I wish it weren't in April in Minnesota. <laughs> Like I had this vision of like, oh man, it's going to be so fun and warm and beautiful. And I was like, wait a minute. No, it's not. It's going to be 40 at most. Yeah. Yeah. It's a little risky. I would say May would have been 
you know, a little bit of a safer bet, but <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, probably I'm way sure more expensive. Had, yeah, I'm sure it had to be April for a number of logistical reasons. Um, yeah. Yeah. So I think I'm going to suck it up and go anyway, I'm pretty sure. It was the first time where I was kind of like, oh, I kind of had like a hesitation around it, I guess. Partly due to like weather, yeah. And also because as you and I have talked about before, like I, I'm not as much a talks person anymore. And so like I would be pumped to go see people, but the talks are like less interesting to me these days. Some of that's just personal. I'm just like kind of burnt out on conference talks. I've done a lot. I've been to a lot. I've I've been in a dark room with conference talks a lot of times and I'm kind of a little bit over it. Mm-hmm. You like asked on Twitter, like who's coming to MicroConf this year? And there was a bunch of activity on there. And I feel like I'm, I'm drawing a blank on who exactly, but I feel like there were a number of names of people who were like, oh yeah, it's been a few years since I've been there, but I'm really excited to come this year. Like I feel like there's kind of a, like I feel like a resurgence of energy a little bit. Um, hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I'm curious to see how that like turns out net net yeah. for the conference. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like it's because it's a pretty big, pretty big difference. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and I'm I'm excited about the location change too because I feel like this perhaps might be more conducive to just higher quality extracurricular time. I mean, it's it's nice and all to walk through casinos and hop on a blackjack table, but I mean, it's not it's not exactly the best. I don't think it's the best environment to uh, to talk business and I don't know mastermind and all that stuff so i think it always felt like such a mismatch for like the bootstrapper (laughs) kind of financially responsible mindset to me (laughs) yeah Yeah. it's like it was like the most excess sort of debaucherous kind of setting yep it's like aren't these like mostly kind of like responsible nerds (laughs) (laughs) yes i know it's funny and walking around you know in the vicinity of the hotel you could always tell who's like a microconf attendee versus a (laughs) (laughs) they weren't smoking cigarettes and at a slot machine yeah exactly (laughs) i haven't seen you in person since last microconf is that right i think that's right yeah we've kind of been on this annual cadence which we should probably change (laughs) but Mm -hmm. um uh, well you should come to boston in february it's amazing (laughs) yeah if i'm having a conference (laughs) it's called cold conf (laughs) oh man well maybe it's just a short week you want to just wrap it um, yeah, one other anecdote though. Um, yeah. So I upgraded my Mac to Catalina. I think I. Oh boy. Yeah. Um, maybe. Okay. Well, first take. Should I have not done that yet, or do you do you know anything uh, from working I'm unclear. with the low it's, I, <laughs> As a former developer, uh, <laughs> I uh, I tend to avoid at least until there's like a point one release kind of thing. Yeah. And like time for people to write blog posts and Stack Overflow articles about how to fix the common things. It was motivated by. I keep getting this notice that I need to reconnect my Google account because it's where I keep my contacts and my contacts sync up with iMessage so I can see names next to icons, right? And like this thing just wouldn't wouldn't stop. So then I researched it. There was like a known problem that I believe should have been fixed, but I was on like the latest version before Catalina and it still was not fixed. So I was like, eh, forget it. I'm tired of seeing this notice. And I like disconnected the account and then it was like impossible to even reconnect it. So all the cache names were gone. So I had like no contacts on my, on my machine and there appeared to be no way to reconnect my Gmail account. So I decided to upgrade that fixed that problem. But then actually so far, I haven't had any issues, knock on wood, but in Chrome, which was my default browser, just cause I've been using it forever. The font rendering was jacked up for the system font. 
and looked and sure enough there's like a there's a chromium bug that's being worked on i think that's just like oh yeah on the new operating system it's like pulling the wrong san francisco font and so the letter spacing is all messed up and i'm like i guess too particular about design like i every website i looked at just looked wrong <laughs> you know so i um reluctantly tried out firefox again and you know it's like tough for a developer because you're so used to accessing dev tools and things being in a certain place and so I was like, oh no, I'm gonna have to like relearn. If I'm switching, if I'm really switching browsers, I'm gonna have to relearn a bunch of stuff. To my surprise, like it's been a very pleasant experience. And I feel like they improved the design a little bit. Like I'm, I mean, this is sort of superficial, but like for the longest time, I just felt like Firefox was ugly. Like I just didn't like looking at the, the menu bar and like things just didn't, I just didn't like to see it. Uh, I felt like Chrome was, uh, was better looking, which is a terrible reason to use a browser, but I mean, it's, one of the main pieces of UI. So <laughs> design matters. Yeah. So I'm fine with it enough. It's still not as elegant as looking as Chrome, I don't think, but good enough. And it's been performant and dev tools are pretty awesome, like on par with everything I have in Chrome. So, and it's nice that uh, I'm not being tracked by Google in it anymore. So yeah, it's the hmm. other pro. It's interesting. <laughs> Do you think you'll stay switched over? I think so. I think I'm going to try to. Yeah. Hmm. Interesting probably be good for making sure your sites render in non-chrome browsers too mm -hmm. yeah catching little bugs yeah it was always the you know i would occasionally open it up and look at stuff but probably not as often as i should have so mm -hmm. <laughs> hmm. yeah okay cool well yeah i i considered doing the catalina upgrade the other day and just held off i was like uh, just a little bit nervous but our sort of official stance is kind of that we're, we're planning on supporting like the last like the current mac os and the one before so technically, I'm on High Sierra now, which is actually technically unsupported by oh, me. Oh, funny. <laughs> so, <laughs> yeah. um, I had a bug the other day, and Spencer was like, ah, well, you're on High Sierra, so I don't care. So I was like, oh, damn. That's hilarious. <laughs> okay. All right. Well, might have to upgrade to at least a Mojave. Yeah. But yeah. if I'm going to upgrade, I may as well just go all the way, mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I suppose. Granted, I haven't tried to run Rails on it yet, so I mean, mm. you might want to. Oh, it's not allowed anymore. That's not just fully disallowed uh we ran into this thing surprise catalina now has this idea of notarizing apps which is basically a process where it's like you used to just be able to sign an app with your app developer id or whatever it was and like it would be like okay this is legit ish or like more legit than if you hadn't and it displays fewer warnings and now now in catalina there's this thing where it's if you don't notarize it which means you you basically send it to apple and they scan it for malware i guess and then approve it and sign it a different way not like a full app store review it's actually an automated thing so it's like you know it's on the order of like seconds as opposed to days or something but this is like a new basically and not quite a new requirement but you get all kinds of nasty errors if you don't do it and you look sketchy so we had to change our deploy process to to do this and that was like a surprise drop everything spend one day on this uh new thing because people were like what is this this looks sketchy yeah yeah i've noticed the there seems to be more i think they've upped even more like security things yes. around apps yes. like i've been getting a bunch of like thing notifications asking me do i want to allow different apps to do different things um yes never saw that is also a pain for us <laughs> i bet yeah it's pretty annoying yeah like the permissions requesting process is now more involved mm -hmm. yep so i'm realizing like i think in the future we basically we probably should be getting on the betas yeah and testing everything out so that we don't have this like oh surprise it's in the wild now and like actually this affects us we didn't realize it did but it does yep 
Yep. Yeah. Uh, but that's the joys of software maintenance. Mm-hmm. Can you run like Mac VMs? Like, or do you have to have literally machines that are upgraded? Uh, I, I guess know. you could parallel. Maybe you can like do a parallel operating system thing or something. Yeah, maybe you could. Yeah. I wouldn't be shocked if you could do that. Yeah. Sounds like a thing you It's plausible. Yeah. Okay. Hmm. All right. Well, should we wrap it? Let's do it. All right. Show notes. Show notes can be found at artofproductpodcast.com. Thanks for listening. See ya.